Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Well, welcome everybody. Today I'm super excited because I have sitting with me today, besides Pat from Parkville Media, the best producer on the planet. I've got my pleasure. I've got my brother from another mother, what? Mr. Jay Morales. That's Jay, awesome. I'm glad you're here with me. Uh, no more glad than I am, believe me. Beyond that is excited. I've been looking forward to this again. I think, I think today's topic is going to be great. Well, it is going to be great because we're going we're gonna to help people get better. And that's one thing you and I do better together is we help people accomplish their goals and dreams. And, you know, you said something earlier in the car, Jay, that um, or at your office that like a Clydesdale horse. Yes. I don't know if you said I look like one. <laughs> you sound like one. I sound like one. <laughs> yes. No, you were saying that in Cly- Clydesdale. Well, you go ahead because I want to screw it up. So Van and I were talking about, you know, you and I were talking about being better together. So I... I, someone told me this one Clydesdale horse by itself will pull 6,000 pounds gross, right? On its own, right? Two side by side, untrained, no kind of training or formal training, no chemistry will pull about 13 to 14,000. So that's above double, but together trained very well with the nonverbal non-communication. They've done it before together. They're up to 20,000 pounds yeah, see, that's together. Pretty, that's a pretty important incredible stat. And I tell you, we're always trying to learn something. Yes. That's one of the things I love about the two of us um, when when we're doing things together is we're, we, we try to take every situation as a learning experience. Absolutely. And for our audience, if you can, you know, if they can take that fact that that two people are better together than they are by themselves, well, that's not everybody. Right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it can be kind of a detriment to be with the wrong person that's on your team. Right. Because you could be jockeying for a first position like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can have first position. I'm just going to take a nap over okay, here. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> but that's very true. I mean, if you're lucky enough to, to have a team member that um, you feed off of and that you benefit, um, you know, and I like the Clydesdale analogy. So, Getting to our, our topic today, which which will end up being a three-part topic because it's so important. It's perfect. Topic today is how to sell yourself in three minutes or less. You know what the first thing that pops into my head when you say that? What? Most people will, will say, how much can I say in three minutes? Exactly. Oh my gosh, That's what a mistake. It. What a mistake. That's not it. That's the first thing. Maybe that you're listening think. for two and a half of those minutes. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, to me and you, Jay, we've been in sales forever. And um, I love being in sales. I love being in the service industry and the sales industry. But if you think about it, of the deals that you've got in your careers and in my career, people know right away if they want to do business with you. I, you're right. I mean, you're judged on so many levels. Your nonverbals, what you say, what you look like, how you hold yourself, how you listen. I mean, there's so many things, right, that you can lose out on in the first minute. 
the first minute. So someone you meet someone for the first time, you could already lose it. I can't tell you how many people um, that are top, top salespeople that I've interviewed that I love to find out what makes them tick. And the majority of them will tell me that the secret to their success is they were a great listener on their sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That, isn't that counterintuitive? You said on the sales pitch, yep. you have to listen. Yep. And sometimes you have to listen while you're talking. I totally agree. That's harder than heck to do. It, it, it was very hard for me because I wanted to do all the talking. Right. And I didn't have any formal training. Sure. So I had to learn, you know, back in the 80s when I first got in sales, I had to learn um, what is appropriate and what's not as far as, you know, talking too much or not getting your point across. Right. And I think failure is the best best lesson for all of us. I agree. And you did it through trial and error, right? Exactly. People are so pumped with so much of, of training these days, right? It's available. You want to do what you want to be better, listen to YouTube, but people don't. Yeah. And, 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 with me, I've been on straight commission since I've been 23. That's which, that's some that's which incredible. That, which that equates to if you don't sell something, you don't eat. You starve. You starve. And so you really have to make sure that you're honing in on your skills. Um, and and the the first time you meet people, it's it's so important that your first several minutes that you you engage them to where they want to do business with you. I, I want to take a second, though, to say... Take when, two, Jay. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you, my friend. When people say, and, and I mean this genuinely, when people say, you know, I know Van speaks. I know he talks. I know he coaches. But I ask them, do you know that he still sells? No. He is active in his sales career, which for most coaches, they become coaches, because they're better coaches. Right. Some people are in sales because they make bad coaches. You, my friend, have both, which makes it pretty incredible to have a credible coach. Well, thank you. So, so Jay, that's why I like to have the two of us um, do podcasts together because I don't, I don't really pay attention to people that haven't been there and done that. Right. And you and I have been there, done that, and doing that. And yes. I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast or listen to somebody that says, yeah, you know, 30 years ago when I was in sales. <laughs> you know, I used to do that when I first started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still do it. Right. I want to listen to people that are relevant. Yeah. I, I love the fact that I'm still out there on the streets. And, I, and hopefully, God's willing, I'll be doing it forever because, yes. one, I enjoy people. Right. But I enjoy getting my message across to our large audience um, so they know, you know, if there's challenges that they have or if there's any uh, um, sales, you know, uh, situations that, that were relevant, that were right up now. to date right now. Five years ago, 20 years ago, last year, right. sales techniques change. And what your clients are paying for is not only your knowledge, but your time, trusted, and tested experience. Bingo. That's it. Bingo. That's why you're so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you are what you're worth. Yes, that's true. That's worth true. Worth what you are. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jay, when I first went to a speakers meeting in Arizona, where the National um, Speakers Association is, one of the first people I met there said to me, what's your elevator pitch? 
And I'm like, and I'm not being silly. I mean, I've been speaking for three decades right. on a fun level yes. and I do for corporations and all over the country, but I didn't know what that meant. What's your elevator pitch? pitch. And I'm like, well, let me think. When was the last time I was on an elevator? And pitched <laughs> something, right? Oh, going up? Yeah, me too. Hi, my name's Jay, and I sell matchbooks. Exactly. Like, no. Like, but, no. But, you know, an elevator pitch when somebody, it's what what are you going to tell me in the time it takes from go from go to go from one floor to another, mm-hmm. which is the premise of our podcast today is sell me on yourself in three minutes or less. Right. Um, but it really is. What is your elevator uh, pitch? What are you going? What are you going to say the first time you meet somebody and you're trying to sell your product, your service, yourself? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are the things that I want to discuss with you. Today. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we, you know, one of the first things I say is it's it's body language. Oh. It's not just words, but no. Everything you say, you've got to have a smile on your face. You've yes. got to be approachable. You've got yeah. to let them know, you know, that um, that you're a good person and right. that you're glad to be there. And it's not it, it's not just a job. You have a there. second to tell them that. Remember, as human yeah. beings, we read people. And if you can show aggression in a second, yeah. you just have to frown. Exactly. And most people frown when most they talk. Do you frown. know that? And one of my favorite songs. A frown just a smile upside, upside down, down, my friend. <laughs> so, so you've got to take this really. You know, I'm I'm not a bad singer in my pet. You're sitting there smiling over there. We need to no. edit that out. Yeah. So, so this, so here's here's my take. Your elevator pitch when you first meet somebody is so important that you need to write it down and practice it. You need to be committed to it or else you'll sound like a buffoon. Exactly. You're going to be saying it. If you're doing your job correctly at your career, you're going to be giving your elevator pitch several times a day, either in person or over the phone. So one of the first things you want to do is you want to write it down and practice it. Mm-hmm. And when you write it down and practice it, make I mean, get a timer. Put on your phone, time it, see if you can do it in 60 seconds or less. You're, you don't have to, but try and try it and see if you can do it in 60 seconds or less. 60 seconds is a long time, too. It, you know, it seriously is. I mean, look, uh, look at uh, television commercials yes. or radio commercials. Right. They're 30 seconds and they're 60 seconds. Right. Well, they've got to get their message across to the audience on radio or TV um, in 30 or 60 seconds. Right. And there's no reason why you can't get your message across in the same. I agree. So when you're writing your elevator pitch down and you want to make sure to put in there, what do they need to remember? Isn't that the big thing when you're talking to somebody? What do they need to remember? Right. Because if you sound like the next person or the next professional, they're not, what distinguishes you? Exactly. And you also want to you want to be be prepared for questions. You want to be prepared when you give your elevator pitch, and you're saying something that they need to remember. Be prepared for them to come back to you immediately. They might even interrupt you with a question. They may come back to you with a question regarding something that you said. Right. And if it's not committed to your heart and if it's not true, guess what? You'll be making up answers too. Absolutely. 
So, so what works for me, which is, you know, one thing I love about when you and I do podcasts, we're not doing, we're, we're not telling our audience what works for the, from other people that have told us. We're, right. t- we're talking about what works for us. Right. I know when I'm pitching somebody, when I'm, and I'm doing it daily, mm-hmm. I'm nonstop. Right. I'm, you know, um, for speaking gigs, if somebody wants to move some real estate or whatever, I'm also reaching in my pocket while I'm talking to get my card out. Right. So during my elevator pitch, my quick sell myself is I'm giving them my business card. Sure. Always. Right. And then I'm always going to ask them for theirs. And one of the big reasons why I ask them for theirs, and you know this about me, Jay, is that same day I'm going to write them a handwritten Handwritten note. note. I know it, right? Hey. It drives me nuts when people don't have their addresses on their business card. I'm one of those. <laughs> Are I you don't, serious? Yeah, I don't have my office address or my business card. Oh my god! Well, you can find it. Yeah, I'm but sure. I mean, but I I want to be able to write a two minute handwritten note, a two line just says Jay, great to meet you today. You know, and maybe a, a call of action. Absolutely. I mean, that is tangible, and they can call. They can come back to it. And you know how many other people are doing that right now? None. No, exactly. I can't None. tell you how many times I get the response um, that people will call me or they'll send me an email saying what an incredible, classy touch it was to get a handwritten note from me. And if you think about it, how long does it take? It probably took you two minutes to write it. It took you another minute to put it up, and then you mail it with the rest of your mail. It it It... It creates dividends. I'm telling you, they tell people. And that's a habit for you, though. That's a habit. And a discipline. It didn't used to be. So I had to make it just like anything in life. You know, if you want something bad enough, instead of just talking about it and, and, you know, and and it's, it's it's just kind of floating around in your brain that this is your goal and you think about it. Do something about it. All the gunners in the world. I'm going to do that. Exactly. I'm going to do that later. <laughs> we don't need any more gunners. <laughs> no, we don't. No. So I love doing handwritten notes. And just like you said, it, 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 I created a discipline. And then it became natural, and then it became a habit, just like anything in life. But, Jay, do you feel that when we're giving our short three-minute elevator speech pitch that we need to have a call of action in that there needs to be something to where it either creates peak, uh, peaks their interest or creates perhaps a, uh, a need or that you're such a resource that they can remember somebody. You know what? My brother actually was talking about that. You got to be so compelling that you're not like, I sell houses. They're like, okay, I know 1,400 people that do that. I work uh, and I don't want to spoil mine yet, but I can tell you what I'm passionate about and the call to action when I say connect with what I want from this too. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say, here's what I say. And I'm going to ask for something. Do you know of anybody? Do you right? And that call to action. That's important. That's important because you can't just say I'm a real estate agent. I sell homes. Well, I'm going to make it more challenging. Yeah. Is I not only feel that we, I think you definitely have to have a call to action. Yes. And that may just be as simple as I'm going to use, of course, my careers. Yes. You want to sell your house, please. You know, I'm going to use some sort of call of action. There's nobody yes. on this planet that will take care of, better care of you than I will. Uh, so here, here's my card. I mean, something along those lines. Yes. I'm doing the same thing as a speaker. Yeah. I can help your company increase their market share by 30% if you have me come speak. Those call to actions, I have to. 
Yes. You have to take advantage of the time you have in front of those people. Everybody listening can think of something that they can that they can say as a call to action when they're only in front of somebody for a short period of time. Well, when you say 30%, guess where my mind goes? Like, okay, I, I bet there's room for 30%. I want 30% for my company. Yep. Why wouldn't I want that? It's not an outlandish. It makes me want to go, how would you do that? So you're exactly right. So, you know, when, when, when we're talking about selling yourself in three minutes or less, really the whole purpose, the whole purpose is to get an appointment. Isn't that yes. the whole, isn't yes. that the whole reason when you meet somebody for the first time and you're passing them in a hall, uh, you're actually on an elevator, you're at a conference, you're at a networking event, yes. you're at a lunch, you're at something. A party, a function. Do, right. They don't want to hear all about what you do and how it can benefit them oh at that gosh. time. It's the three minute, four minute, five minute, two minute to gain their interest. And then you back off. That's the part of the art that everyone forgets that, you know how many times I've been just listening. I love to just listen to people, which is hard to believe. (laughs) Um, I actually love to listen to a room. Hey, Derek, how are you? Oh, good. Oh, Derek, what do you do? For eight to 10 minutes. And you can see that other person's checked out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've, I've been, a. um, I don't want to, well, I guess I'll use the word victim. I've been that at yeah. many events that I've gone to. Oh, my gosh. And they may just be an hour event that um, a company's having, <laughs> and somebody will come up and want to take your entire time and talk about what they do. And, and it's 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 a turnoff. It's, un, it's I debilitating. I want them to say enough to pique my interest. Right, right. So um, another component, and I keep adding stuff to this three-minute pitch. <laughs> For one, we know we want to have a call to action. Yes. Um, We know for sure that we want to be friendly. We want to use good body language. Yes. And we also want to have in that time what we do and how we can benefit them. I'm going to add one more. Okay. A compliment. To them? To them. I believe that we need to find room and this is where practice comes in. Right. Write this stuff down, right. look in the mirror, practice it. But I believe that when you're meeting somebody for the first time, and this can be over the phone, because like I said, you don't want to be talking forever. It's worthless. Right. All you want to do is pique their interest and get the appointment. Isn't right. that correct? Absolutely. So now you've got me curious on the compliment part, right? I can see where that might play, but I don't want to assume. Can you kind of give me an example of how you would incorporate that into your first three minutes with somebody? So you're going to look for something that might um, spark some sort of a conversation. Maybe they have a name badge on and they're with a certain company. Okay. Maybe immediately you're going to say, oh my gosh, that's... I've heard great things about your oh, company. Okay, so you're not even talking about me and my shoes, or no? You're already no, saying, but there's nothing wrong in that. I mean, I'm no. Right. I I can't tell you how many times in the first thirty seconds I've said to men when I when I've talked to them is I really like your tie. Yeah. Oh Where'd yeah. Where'd you get your tie? Yes. It just kind of break. You know what I mean? So you're not coming up being Johnny Businessman. Hello, my name is Van Deeb. I'm a speaker. Right. You know, you're breaking this up. Um, you can find something to say that gives them a compliment. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you know, can I just take you to a quick, what's your, your tie? Yeah. I was talking about a gentleman's pocket square. His daughter made it for him who passed away with cancer two years Ooh. ago. Do you understand? Like I gave him How a compliment. How important was that? I learned about this guy, had a daughter who passed away. Had, I mean, all these things, right? Mm -hmm. If you just shut your mouth and be genuine to people, do you know how much you'll learn? Yeah, I still talk to him today. Still see him around. And guess what? Because I took the time to ask, it was a positive experience for us yeah. both. We can find, and that's something else too, Jay, is we can come up with, I mean, we can think of these are things that you write down and you yes. practice yes. and you look for in people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it's really important. I think when I get a compliment or when somebody says something that's a real nice gesture to me, it's going to get my attention. Remember, we're only talking about you've got three, four, five minutes to pique their interest in what you do. Absolutely. And if we take the time, it's like anything in life, anything worth it, is worth spending time to try to get good at it. Well, you got to practice. <clears throat> practice is where you win, not on the field. It's a discipline. It's, yeah. it's a discipline. I think, I can't tell you how many places I've been to. Um, and I, I love to go to networking events, business networking yeah. events, where people don't know what to say. Know, well, why awkward. did you come here? Exactly. I mean, you know, you've got, I mean, <laughs> practice the things that you want to say. You know why they're out there is because someone told them to go. Yeah, exactly. Or their boss they're said, driving. you need to get out and get some networking in. Beat the bushes. <laughs> do, do bosses sound like that today? I think Beat they do. Beat the bushes. Yeah, I think they do. Break a leg or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, so, Jay, we've got, there's, there's so many components to giving a good three-minute speech. Um, I'm going to save some for our next segment, which yes. is part two of how to sell yourself in less than three minutes. Um, so... Stay tuned and look for podcast number two, part two, on how to sell yourself in three minutes because Jay and I are coming back right at you with some good stuff. Are you ready? Thanks for tuning in. A Parkville Media Production.